podcast. If we have not met before, my name is Sydney, and I'm sitting here with my lovely co-host, Ashley. Hi, guys. And happy February. Happy February. It's February 3rd. It is February 3rd. And it's a Friday. And it is Friday. Mm -hmm. They may not be listening to this on the day that we post it. No. But for us, it is, in fact, Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to, like, go and celebrate later tonight. Yeah, we are. Which is going to be so fun. So much fun. Me and Ashley, we haven't, like... Like, we have this time, yeah. but we don't have a whole lot of, like, quality time. No, no. So it'll be good to quality time yeah. ourselves. Yeah. Um, in addition to tonight's festivities, mm-hmm. we're also going to acknowledge that February, the love month. The love um, month. So much love to give So much love. This is probably, like, the best month for a lot of people. Yes. And the worst month for a lot of people. Yes, yes. We're here to acknowledge both. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, it doesn't have to be the worst month Mm-mm. if you're single. Mm-mm. It can also be a very good month. But yep. um, that we're starting a new series today. Yeah, we Do you want to kind of talk about it a little I bit? I would love to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, I love that Sydney acknowledged that February is a beautiful month. Um, love does not need to be shared in a monogamous relationship. It can be shared with siblings, with friends. Um, but, obviously, we live in a capitalist world. Mm. And it is a holiday that people capitalize off of relationships. Um, and so Sydney and I both recognize that, you know what, there might be a lot of you who are in different phases of relationships, very single, newly out of a relationship, dating seriously, dating casually. There's a lot, a lot of different phases you can find yourself in within the realm of Christian dating, especially. Um, so we wanted to dedicate this series to all of you who are in those moments of maybe frustration or moments of confusion. Um, so this series is going to be called the do's of dating. Um, and we have planned out four awesome episodes that are going to be really packed, I feel like, with just a lot of knowledge that you guys can not only just take away from and pray about, but also hopefully practically imply um, to your relationships that you're currently finding yourself in. Yeah. Um, so today's episode is going to be on this idea of dating people for their patterns and not their potential. Um, I think we have a tendency, especially as Christians who want to see the best in people, to find someone and see who they could become and assume that we through our relationship with them can somehow fix them or yeah. kind of alter them to the person either a that we want them to be or be the, be the person they want to be um and Cindy yeah. and I are both here with our own experiences too to be able to tell you guys that yes potential is a great thing we all have potential when it comes to careers we all have potential when it comes to certain things but when it comes to relationships and when it comes to the person we need to be for our partner um we should already be that person before we meet them so we're mm-hmm. going to talk talk about that today yeah awesome yeah Today is National Women's Physicians Day. Ooh, where are my women doctors at? <laughs> there. So whenever I look up the national day, there's always like five mm-hmm. different ones I could choose from. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones for February 3rd was National Missings Persons Day. Um, and I was like, I am not about to say Happy National Missing Persons Day. I mean, maybe they're trying to wear, raise awareness. I don't know. But I think of National Days as like, let's celebrate Yeah, that. like like we said, go eat some blueberry pancakes last week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Um, anyway, so National Women's Physicians Day. That's go awesome. email your care provider and Who's say, you're the you're, man. <laughs> you're the man, but like, not really. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that's good. All right, let's get into the let's juice of today. Patterns over potential. Yes, ma'am. Why does this matter? Mm-hmm. Um, why is this of importance? Why don't we just feed all of our thoughts on a potential person yeah. with their potential character? Mm-hmm. 
there are lots of reasons why yeah. we don't want to look at potential. When the so I'm going to kind of highlight potential in a negative way, mm-hmm. but also potential in a good way. What mm-hmm. I mean by potential in a good way is that you're going to want to look for someone who has the potential to be a wonderful leader in yes. the workplace someday. Mm-hmm. You want someone to be a potential father for your kids. Yes. Like, that's what I mean. A role that they haven't had the ability to step into, but that they possess the characteristics of to step into when the time comes. Yes, because you should never look at someone that you want to date or are interested in and think, oh, they're not doing all of these things Mm -hmm. that one could be doing, Mm -hmm. therefore Mm -hmm. they're not good enough. There's tons of things I could be doing in ministry that I simply am am not in the right time of life for. yeah. So that's not what I mean. I just mean potential as in the character of someone you don't want to find someone um and give them water down their character with oh well they grew up catholic kind of oh well you know he might go to church with me on sundays if i like ask Mm -hmm. oh you know his his family life is is kind of rough and he kind of talks about his mom bad but like they're still close like you Mm -hmm. know like things like that Mm -hmm. is what we want to be aware of and ultimately how do we crush this you know character potential mindset yeah. is through looking at the patterns of a person Absolutely. over their potential. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give a couple of notes. Um, feel free to write these down. They're not going to be pretty sequential one, two, three. It's just going to be kind of like a word yeah. vomit of all these things. But the first thing that I want to highlight is the difference between pattern and potential, if you didn't already get that from mm-hmm. what I was saying, is that a pattern is going to tell you what they will do mm-hmm. on any day where a potential will tell you what they might do on a good day. Absolutely, Catch that any day versus a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe we could stop and just think, if you're single especially, um, just like take a second and think of someone in your mind mm-hmm. that you're either wanting to entertain getting to know yeah. or someone in your past mm-hmm. or like a past relationship mm-hmm. and think about the way that you looked at them. Did you look at them and highlight in their character, they will do this on any day yeah. regarding any circumstance, yeah. any emotion. What is that will do? Um, or are you looking at them from a potential mindset and they might do this when they're in a good mood? Absolutely. They might treat me right when they're having a good day. Mm-hmm. They might treat me right when they feel like it or when it's time to celebrate our relationship in February. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't we do not want to look at someone no. as, you know, oh, they might do this, but they haven't proven to me that this is a part of their character Absolutely. Yet. So let's look for those mm-hmm. will do's in Absolutely. people. And, yeah. and you'll find that simply just by getting to know people. Get mm-hmm. around get around him and his family. Get around her and her friends. Yeah. All of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that makes yeah. me think of, Sydney, is just the word consistency, right? Yeah. Like we are yeah. craving a consistent routine in our relationships like Mm -hmm. we need to make sure that the person we're with is gonna call us at the end of the day or like we need to make sure that they're not just there to like have a pretty girl by their side or to have like a strong man next to them but you're there to like pour into each other Mm -hmm. and that comes through consistency then I I want to point out like where do we often like see some inconsistencies I mean I'll point it out right now number one is communication think about how many especially in the beginning of a relationship this idea that we live in this like game playing culture of like I'm gonna Mm -hmm. wait an hour or three hours to respond because I don't want him to think I'm on my phone or like let's just let's get rid of that like that is not doing anything for your furthering your relationship you're just 
step, stepping into the game playing culture that we yeah. live in. Yeah. Um, and I love how you brought it up. It's like not only just on a good day, but when do they need something? Yeah. When I that immediately made me think of something in like my own experience of like when they wanted me to come over, mm-hmm. right? Like. Mm-hmm. think about that we live in a culture that is like hey I know I haven't seen you all week but like I want you to just come over and sit on my couch and watch a movie with me and like let's see where that takes us like you know what I mean yeah. that's not a relationship that's no. literally just a physical exchange between two people yeah. that's not fueling your soul and so just yeah. make sure that you're not getting caught up in like the physical touch of a relationship and assuming that you're intimately connected mm-hmm. like that we need to debunk that. That's not a consistent form of communication at Absolutely. all. Absolutely. I just wanted to call that out. Sorry. I know that was aggressive. It's just like, no, I for really, people that have been there, it's. I like that introduction. Yeah. And I'm sure, I don't know if you planned this in, yeah. in your notes, but I'm going to give kind of like a, a personal testament yeah. to some of these things because I want this to be applicable and Absolutely. not just like dancing around mm-hmm. the main um, thing that connects me to this totally. topic. So mm-hmm. um, I have a couple more things to say before that. But um, uh, another thing that I wanted to say was that you have to find patterns in yourself to be able to identify those patterns in a person. Absolutely. If, if you don't have consistency within your emotion, you, do, you, you have lost the right mm-hmm. to w- need that in someone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You have to display that before you can receive that. Yes. And... If you can honestly look at yourself and say, I lash out when I'm mad. Yeah. I slam doors. I I emotion vomit all over anyone whenever I want. Mm-hmm. But I really want a man that's that's really like self-secure. And yeah. I want a man that, you know, won't get upset with me if I do something. Mm-hmm. You got to keep yourself accountable yes. too. Yeah. So look for those patterns in yourself. And while you're in this single time, like, don't let this season go to waste. No. Be a student of yourself. Be a student of the way that you do things. Yes. And, you know, in those moments that you might, like, get irritated with, mm-hmm. like, a parent mm-hmm. or you lash out about, like, something microscopic that you could have exercised self-control with, take a note yeah. of it. Yeah. Take a note. Kind of go through, like, why did I do that? Because mm-hmm. that will bring healing. Absolutely. And I want to um, give a super, super um, shameless self-promo. Go back to our episode this summer where we talked about being being single is such a gift. Like mm-hmm. you need, to, we talked about this in the episode, but I think it's called Singleness is Not a Waiting Room. I think yeah. that's the title yeah. that we titled it. Um, but we talked about a book that Sydney and I both read called Love, Sex, and Dating. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that I took away from that book is become the person you're looking for is looking, looking for. for. And like, it's so true. You can't expect yourself as like someone who's terrible at communication, someone who doesn't like to open up about their feelings, assume that a man or woman's going to come in your life and just like pull that out of you. That's not, A, that's not fair to them. And B, it's not fair to you because you're not going to be able to cultivate the type of relationship that both of you are capable of deserving. Mm -hmm. Um, And so really just, we're going to talk about this next week when we talk about non-negotiables or maybe in two weeks. I don't remember when it is, but we're going to figure out like, how do I figure out what I want? Mm -hmm. And again, you need to have all of those qualities yourself as a man or woman before you expect to find that in another person. Exactly. I so agree. You've got to look for... Um, after you know after you do all that introspection and I have to say you're never going to like be at a place where you're like I've arrived you can be the best person version of yourself Mm -hmm. but ultimately like you will ebb and flow throughout your life Mm -hmm. there's going to be situations where you do get aggravated and I'm not saying 
be this complacent vegetable that's always happy. No. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, become emotionally um, mature mm-hmm. in the way that you handle yourself. And I can attest to this that it is possible. Yeah. Especially with a, you know, you and I share this, like, especially with a condition where you just feel like crap a lot of the time. Absolutely. And you just want to, like, sit in your sorrow. If you're around the right people that have those characteristics of, you know, I'm not run by my emotions Mm -mm. because that's not how God created us to be. He Mm -hmm. created us to um, ultimately worship him and ultimately um, carry out the... the characteristics of mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. despite our circumstances. Yeah. Um, because you need people in your life, and I'm talking about friends, but mostly partners if you're mm-hmm. looking for, like, you know, you're trying to find your husband or your wife right now. You need people that are going to be able to give you the truth, but remember, they have to blanket it with grace, right? But, like, mm-hmm. they also can't just sit here and hold a space for you and and not give you any sort of, like, reinforcement or, you know, mm-hmm. criti- like um, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. We need people that are going to be able to call us out who have mm-hmm. the you know, the authority and the ability and the obligation to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but again, you also need to figure out what those areas of your life are that you need people to call you out in. Um, and if you're totally. not being introspective and you are just vegetabling it and being complacent and like, okay, whenever a relationship finds me, like it will, you're not going to be a strong enough woman or man to be in a fully God honoring mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I want to define potential. Please do. I love definitions. What is potential, Cindy? I love it. The definition of potential is having or showing the capacity to develop or become into something in the future. So wow. it's not, it, it does not say the certainty of developing into something in the Mm-mm. future. It's showing a capacity to potentially become something in the future Mm -hmm. and what do we hear a lot of like just young girls saying about a guy he's got great potential sorry but you know what hi guilty i did that for so long for so long because you like emotionally connect to someone before you really know the depths and intricacies Mm -hmm. of their heart and then when your friends start to see that because they don't have that same emotional attachment to them they start to call these things out of them and you're like yeah but he's working on it or he has great potential in that area and you're like but that that's not you don't Mm -hmm. deserve that it reminds me in like that definition just i'm trying to extract the simplicity of it is you cannot predict potential. Nope. Because we you all, can't change people. I have the potential as a human being to lose all of my morals, abandon all of my conviction in my heart, and go do something. Mm-hmm. I could go stand out on the street and naked and make money. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. I have the yes. potential. as I also have the potential to go to med school and change my whole major. Like, those are all things that we have the power and potential of doing. Mm-hmm. But are you going to put your action there? No. Nope. So... I'm never going to become a doctor in my lifetime. That's just not something that I have mm-hmm. the ability to do. But if I have the potential to do it, if I wanted to, I could. Mm-hmm. So it comes down to, do these people really want to make the changes and do, take the action? Or, mm-hmm. you know. And if we take this even further, having this potential mindset mm-hmm. about someone is so microscopic when you look at the vastness and yes. the um, just everything that comes with life. Yeah. When when you say someone has the potential of being, you know, someone good for me. Yeah. What would you say if you married that person tomorrow mm-hmm. and 30 years down the line, something catastrophic happens in your life? You know, newsflash, this stuff happens yeah. to everyone. Are they going to have the potential to handle that, right? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have the potential to, 
not yell at your kids and mm-hmm. kick the dog when you're bankrupt? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to have the potential to, um, you know, keep their purity when there's temptation in the workplace? Yep. You don't want someone with potential. You want someone with consistency and yes. patterns. And the, I'm going to bring this up. The definition of potential, it really applies to the definition of insanity. I'm going to define insanity now. Um, This isn't like the regular definition. This is Albert Einstein, but I would say a trusted source. His (laughs) (laughs) His definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Wow. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results results. Wow. That's exactly what people do when they say, you know, I'm looking for someone with the potential to XYZ. You're making excuses. Mm -hmm. And that's honestly an insane way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you, people do not change. Only the Lord changes them. Yes. And if they are not persistent in drawing out their life with what God wants for them, how God is molding them, Absolutely. how God is shaping their emotions and healing them from past traumas, mm-hmm. you are going about your relationship with an insane mindset. Yes, and I want to interject something here. I also want to make sure that we are walking a fine line and sit, you're doing a great job at this. I just want our listeners to make sure that we're clear here. This episode is in no way, shape, or form trying to negate someone's past. No. That is no, 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 no. the farthest thing. We're actually probably encouraging that because yeah. what, again, Sydney's saying is that God can change people. God mm-hmm. has changed my heart and the desires of my heart within the past year in mm-hmm. the most profound ways. And that would not have happened if I didn't open my heart for that conviction, open my heart for that transformation and refinement. So don't negate what someone's been brought through, but just make sure that you have a clear enough lens to be able to articulate whether that's a part of their past mm-hmm. and make sure that it's not going to be become something that's part of their future. Yeah. Yeah, because there's definitely a difference of hey, I once struggled with this. Mm-hmm. This is how I've healed. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm cultivating in my Absolutely. life now yeah. to not fall back into that. Yeah. That's a pattern. Yes. And we like, let's recognize like someone's struggles are always within them, right? Like those struggles, we've talked about this, like lust, like these things that like I've struggled with in the past, those struggles are always there. But the 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 voice of God is something that I hear mm-hmm. more and I'm always going to lean into mm-hmm. that. Like we need to remind ourselves that like we still have these terrible desires in our hearts sometimes, but like we have allowed God to come in and, and hopefully heal those. Um, and so again, yeah. we're not trying to discredit anything that people have been brought through, any type of, you know, dark seasons. That's not what we're saying here. Um, yeah. We're just saying before you, you know, enter into a, a relationship with someone or you enter into a relationship make sure you can clearly point out the areas that you have grown from and the areas of of your life that you really feel that god has healed you in mm-hmm. 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 i just wanted to put that yeah. disclaimer out there yeah yeah yeah. this is not an episode of like shaming anyone because there's definitely people that might listen to this and be like well crap i'm in a relationship and my foundation was potential when i got into it mm-hmm. and now what do you want me to do I'm not advocating for breaking up with this person. I'm just saying that these are the ways in which potential Mm -hmm. ruined my past relationships. Yeah. Ruined Um, them. And I'll give a story on that in a second. Yeah, I'd love for you too. I just think this would be a perfect idea or perfect idea. Perfect time to talk about Matthew 7. Yeah. Um, Because, so I'm going to read it really quick. Matthew 7, 13 through 14. Enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it 
are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. And so what I want to, why I kind of wanted to bring this up right now is because the way, the ways of life that lead to self-destruction are so fun. They're so fun. They seem so easy. They seem so like, this is just such a better option. The gates are wide open. The gates are wide open, right? It's not a narrow passageway that you have to like single file through. It's the pretty much the the size of the entire world. Mm -hmm. But once you enter the narrow gate and once you really dive into, okay, what is giving me life? That's when you realize a lot of these things, a lot of the patterns that you've been performing for the past however many years, you realize that those were self-destructive and keeping you from all of the fruitfulness of God's kingdom, Mm -hmm. including kingdom-minded relationships, kingdom-minded friendships. So the moment you step in through the narrow gate, it's your heart is going to be changed. It's not easy. It says that in scripture. It says it's hard, but it's going to offer you so many more benefits and it's going to offer you such a more fulfilled life than the life of Mm self-destruction through the wide gate. Mm -hmm. Um, So just you have to be willing to walk through that and you have to be willing to open your heart to the really uncomfortable forms of conviction that you, I mean, yeah, Yeah. I'll spare, I'll, you know, we'll give that story another time, but just like the conviction and the the transformation that I've experienced before I got in my current relationship just like absolutely was exacerbated the moment I said, okay, God, like take these away from me. Um, So maybe pray over that scripture. Like if you're listening to this right now and you know, you are someone who either a did get into a relationship based on potential or you find yourself being someone that has potential, but haven't, hasn't actually put in the active, um, you know, the action to, to change that pray over Matthew seven and say, okay, God, show me the narrow gate. Show me, Mm -hmm. let me walk through it obediently and humbly. Please humble me. Please humble me and show me where I need to change, what I need to break down before I'm willing and able to enter into a covenant relationship with one of your daughters or sons. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. The imagery of the gate is awesome. Yeah. Um, It made me think, because of course I'm such a theological thinker. Yeah, you are. What does the gate have to, it's fine. Um, Our mics are so janky. They like, if we move at all, it will like cut out the audio. So whatever. (laughs) Um, But the imagery of the gate, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously my mind goes to like the gates of heaven, but I think this is within a different context because it's in Matthew. But um, you know what I'm thinking is like we said the gates of the world are wide open. Yeah, they are. And pretend like you're in your car Mm -hmm. and you're pulling into somewhere and there's a big gate and it's wide open yeah and you've got leverage on either sides of your vehicle Mm -hmm. to go straight through and you don't even have to adjust your speed yeah because you know that it's wide open yeah um when the lord makes this gate narrow Mm -hmm. it's not because he says i only want a minute amount of people to get through he's saying i want the intentional people to come through yes the people that are willing to slow down because if you're going through a narrow gate in a big car you're going to slow down. You're going to look at your rearview mirrors. You're going to make sure that, like, you're wide enough, but, like, thin enough to get mm-hmm. through this mm-hmm. gate without denting your car. Yeah. That's, I'm, do you see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going like, with this. Our relational societal standards is do it and do it fast. Hard, fast. Hard, fast. And, and now. now. Don't wait. Just do. Don't think. Just act. Uh-huh. Don't. You know, don't even consider purity. Figure it out with sex first and then see how it goes. Let's because go you got to be sexually compatible. Yep. Remember, like, do what thou will from Alistair Crowley. Do what thou wilt. Go listen to the music industry episode a couple weeks ago um, for our soul food, whatever. But what I'm trying to say is that 
the Lord's gates are made for intentional individuals. Yes, they are. And Mm -hmm. we're advocating for intentional intimacy with your partner. And that starts with going through the narrow gate, as Mm -hmm. Matthew says. Like, it's it's so intentional. And I want to give this imagery next is every one of you that are applying to jobs just created your LinkedIn account. Oh, yeah. Getting these interviews. They are interviewing you based on your patterns mm-hmm. of your life mm-hmm. and the things that you were involved in. Mm-hmm. They're looking for patterns. They're looking for how have you built up your career to be eligible yep. for this position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If if you have an interview that's like, ah, I worked in the food industry and then I worked over here and then I started this thing and it fell through and then, you know, I tried this, but I quit. And, but I, I really think that I'm, qualified for this because i have a really good outlook on life Mm -hmm. like sorry that was meant to sound stupid but that's idiotic and that is insane yes and that is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different absolutely and let's just put it into these terms if we're going to use the analogy of a job interview that's someone they get to be selective about what they choose to put on their resume right like if you go and quit a job you don't have to necessarily put put it on your resume when you go in and interview for a place but you're able to kind of like select what parts of yourself you want to show to an employer you should be so close to someone that you are getting into a relationship with that they can't keep things they can't keep parts of their character from you like Mm -hmm. you need you're not going to be able to sit down with someone and have them fill out a resume of all their relationships and all the things that they did in their relationship and be like okay I'd like to date you here you go this isn't the bachelor you need to be intentionally seeking out who these people are, what their ways of life are. Like, how do they live? How do they carry themselves? How do they bring themselves through those bad days? Like, you need to remind yourself that you can't just put someone's character traits and attributes on a paper and then check off the ones you like. You're accepting someone who they are as they are, but you need to make sure that those align with what you've wanted and what you've imagined for yourself, you know? For sure. For sure. And um, um, did you have any other things that you were No, I just wanted to kind of... Okay, I didn't really cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. Um... But I want to give kind of like a personal testament now yes, of please do. all of this because I know that we're giving so many hypotheticals. Yes. But, you know, we chose this topic because mm-hmm. we both have experienced mm-hmm. going down that potential mindset yeah. rather than that pattern mindset. Um, I've had a couple boyfriends in my time, mm-hmm. but every single one of them was based on physical attraction yeah. and potential. Yeah. And, um, like, my high school boyfriend, it was definitely, like, we were attracted to each other. We, like, had fun and whatever. But there was no, like, there was no root. Yeah. Um, you know, getting into this, like, <laughs> agriculture stuff. Like, the Lord is the vine. Yeah. And there was no vine there. Yeah. It was just... An appendage. Yeah. From the ground. Yeah. And, like, it's like, it's like picking a flower out of the ground and then sticking it back in the dirt and saying, grow. Yeah. It just whittled and died mm-hmm. fast. And we just, you know, I was so committed and yeah. in it and like wanted it to work out because I ultimately I had the right intentions. But of course, not good intentions don't always lead to life. No, um, there, there's actually a saying that says good intentions pave the road to hell. Mm. Um, and that's another topic for now. But they he was he sold it to me based on I'm going to, you know, potentially do this someday. And he'd like throw out like different careers every single time I saw him that he wanted to do. And Mm -hmm. there was no like, 
there was no groundedness within it. Yeah. So when we got in these arguments, we got in these fights, there was no, there was nothing to come back to. There wasn't even God because I didn't invite God into that relationship. Um, He definitely didn't while we were Mm -hmm. in it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately that whittled. And then um, at Cal State San Marcos dated this other guy, completely physical and like it just wasn't life giving. Mm -hmm. And it, I remember vividly telling my parents like, well, he w- he grew up Catholic and he like, you know, has the qualities of someone that could be really good for me. Mm-hmm. Keyword could be, yeah. you know, if, yeah. if you, I'm sorry. And I know a lot of people might think what, but relationships are never based off of your attraction to the person. No. It should always be based off of your attraction to their character. Mm-hmm. And then from there leads mm-hmm. attraction mm-hmm. physically. Mm-hmm. And I've, mm-hmm. I've seen this in someone that I'm, like, talking to now. Like, I'm so attracted to his patterns and his yes. personality that ultimately I'm attracted to him as a person. Yeah. yeah. That's how the Lord works. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I think the Lord doesn't reveal his face to us. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, it just blew into all of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> We just unlocked a secret technological weapon for every episode that we do from now on. Wow, that is that is so great. I mean, let's let's point it back to to this. We, I mean, it's so cliche, but he first loved us, right? He has set out the most beautiful, perfect model for love that we will never achieve. We will never, you will never be able to love your future wife, your future kids your future husband the way that jesus loved us you should strive and and aim for it every single day you'll always fall short but think about how beautiful that is that we were so loved that god designed a type of love that we could try to feel on earth Mm -hmm. that would somehow emulate the love that he has Mm -hmm. for us Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and i mean it just reminds me of like there's a reason why again going back into a personal story like I looked at, obviously this isn't deep because these weren't deep relationships, but this is a part of like my story and like lust and stuff like that. But all last summer when I was, you know, figuring I just turned 21, I was trying to like go Mm -hmm. out to the bars and I would see guys and I would just assume that I'm like, they have to be a good person because they look like this. Like he's so attractive. And I assumed that like he had so much potential to be something more than just a guy in a bar, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. And every single time, this promises that were said under the influence of alcohol, the next day were not fulfilled. And I was like, yeah. so you didn't really want to take me out on a date. You just wanted to kiss me at a bar because that's the setting we were in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think that's so crazy is it's like we assume that based off of the way someone looks or the way they appear, the way they appear mm-hmm. to carry themselves, that they have the potential to be someone worth loving or we have, they have the potential to be someone worth dating. And I, it just reminds me of like what you see is not what you get ever I know it's I know it's so basic and it's something we hear all the time but you can't just look at the way someone carries themselves in class or the way someone carries themselves from your nine to five Mm -hmm. and assume that you know who they are you know Mm -hmm. that the depth you know the depths of their soul you cannot assume that because everyone can pretend exactly for a certain amount of time and that's why looks are fleeting Uh uh-huh because Mm -hmm. if 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 the Lord based character off of the way that yeah. you externally looked, yeah. then I'm sure the lot of the world would not be very attractive. Yeah. And I just want to say, Sydney, thank you so much for sharing those stories. Cause it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard, it's weird. I am almost thankful that, I mean, I am thankful that you have those experiences because now, you know, wow, I know what not to look for. I know exactly. what true potential is and I know what I'm never going to look for again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was just really interesting how you brought in the idea of like 
kind of going back to what I said at the beginning of we rely so much on on sexual intimacy in worldly relationships for depth we assume that those are our roots yeah um and then once you come out of those in those relationships you you're able to look back and be like wow that was so unhealthy i relied so much on sexual intimacy for emotional intimacy we realize that god that's why going back to the episode a few weeks ago that's why god designed sex to be within marriage yeah. is because you can't just rely on that as a potential to love someone yeah that you need to love someone before you can have sex with them exactly um, Exactly. Anyways, that's another that's going to take us down another rabbit hole but yeah um thank you for sharing those stories do you yeah. have any other yeah things you want to share about um, that i mean i don't know i think i could go down but i obviously don't want to like mm-hmm. disclose personal of course, information of course of any guy yeah but um i think that you have to be prepared for let's say you know especially within breakups mm-hmm. people will often try to justify themselves in being like I'll change. I'll do it th- this way this time. Um, mm-hmm. I'll. I promise I won't do this again. And I'm promising that because I don't want to lose you, not because I want to better myself. And that plays straight into actions speak louder than words. Yeah. That's why. Uh, it's just. It's fleeting mm-hmm. to say something and not do it. You mm-hmm. can make a verbal promise to anyone, and it means nothing until you've shown that pattern. Yeah. Because when you say, I'm so sorry, I'll do it this way this time, just um, give me another chance, yeah. that's potential talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, poten- potential does not come to fruition immediately. Yeah. It comes over time. There's a quote that says, one insult needs 30 compliments to make up for it. Wow. So think of the ways that you've been upset or mm-hmm. you've been hurt by someone. It Logically, for you to overcome an insult mm-hmm. given by someone that you love, it takes 30 compliments wow. from that person wow and like meaningful like like redemptive compliments mm-hmm. that does not come with just like oh i'm so sorry like please don't leave me like i'll do it again yeah and you know i think i myself gave into those Absolutely. especially when i was in high school and even like a couple of years ago mm-hmm. like um there was a guy that i was dating and uh like two years ago and it was so based on like my physical attraction to him Mm -hmm. and I was so uncomfortable even in my own skin while I was with him I was super insecure at the time Mm -hmm. but I was just so drawn in by like thinking he's this smoke show that I disregarded Mm -hmm. anything and so when he gave me those sweet nothings I held on to it absolutely because I was like entranced with like oh my gosh I'll never get someone better than this huh yes Sydney I was, want to, yeah. sorry, I don't want to cut you off. It just reminds me of something that I yeah. wanted to talk about. Um, but I think I've talked about the heart of dating on here before. Maybe not, but it's like this Christian dating Instagram podcast. It's by this woman named Kate. Um, she's friends with actually one of my worship leaders at church, which is awesome. So mm-hmm. like I've seen their friendship unfold. But this is something that she said on her podcast is don't ever miss a red flag because you're falling for a version of them that you have made in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a perfect example is like, you assume like I'm never gonna find anything better like but love is like sometimes saying what you feel and love is sometimes like you know no no mm-hmm. love yes love is saying what you feel but never with the intention of hurting another person and so nope. if you are nope. literally trying to excuse the dis- disrespect trying to excuse terrible comments that your partner is making to you because you've imagined them to be this amazing person that you're never gonna find anything better in your head I'm like I'm sorry like I'm sorry that you have overlooked those red flags and assumed that that's what you're worth like no that is not the person that God designed Mm -hmm. for you Mm -hmm. if you're consistently being disrespected 
and then apo- I'm sorry, an apology means like I am sorry that this happened and I'm going to try everything in my power to not let it happen again, mm-hmm. right? So if someone's saying those things to you or you're consistently falling into the trap of having sex when you're arguing, that's a pattern that is not being broken. Yep. I'm sorry that won't, like I'm so sorry that I made you feel this way. Turns around, does it again. That that's not that's not. And let me tell you, <laughs> they will do it again. Yes, that is just so not the what God has imagined. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, kind of like summing up kind of the point that you said yeah. is that you know those red flags are gonna start to look yellow when you're insecure. Absolutely. They're gonna start yeah. to look yellow. They're gonna start to look like oh, I'll pump the brakes, but like I I'm not gonna rid them from my life yet yeah. because they have potential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. have pattern. They don't have pattern. No. Pattern is what's going to get you through the hard times of life. Absolutely. If your hard times in your relationship is like from Im- immoral sexual things out of the confines of marriage, yeah. there is no way that you're going to be able to get uh-uh. through life when it hits you hard. Yes. Or I'm sorry, if your if your version of going through hardship right now is you know, I'm putting this in terms of being 20-year-old college students, like Yeah, that was my intention. Yeah, too. yeah, of like you know, oh, he, you know, he's texting a lot of girls or, you know, oh, she's, she has a lot of guy friends and like goes and hangs out with them at 11 p.m. at night. And then, you know, says that she's sorry that it made me feel insecure and that, you know, she blew off plans for me because, um, you know, she wanted to go see her guy friends. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't think that person's ready for a God honoring serious relationship because they're basically saying like, no, I care more about these quote unquote friendships than I do my relationship and commitment to you. Yeah. And so if that's your version of hardship right now, imagine like Cindy said, what's going to happen when one of you loses a parent in 30 years and they're not emotionally able to support you and and hold your head and hold your head while or and you know, dry your tears while you cry on their shoulder. What's yeah. going to happen when you go when we go through a recession and both of you are lose your jobs? Mm-hmm. And you have nothing left in savings. Mm-hmm. That's hardship. Mm-hmm. That's adversity in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. You know, adversity is finding out that one of you has a serious health diagnosis and you now have to support the other person and shoulder their burdens for them while they're yeah. sick. That is true hardship and adversity. Does the person you have in your life right now prioritize you enough to make you feel confident that your relationship will make it through those in the future? Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. That's really, really good, actually. Yeah. And, you know, I I think we kind of have to name, well, if it's so straightforward, then why do people fall into this? Why mm-hmm. do people do go for potential? And yeah. I think the way I'm going to name it is by saying the enemy creates a counterfeit yep. of your life. Yep. And it is really easy to fall into that because yeah. the gates are wide open. Society says the gates are wide open, run through, yeah. run through fast. Yeah. The enemy has a counterfeit of your life because he knows how valuable God's plan of mm-hmm. your life is. And how life-giving it is. And honestly, how far God's plan will keep you from the ways of the enemy. Yeah. So if you are in a relationship and you're dating, I have to name real quick, dating's supposed to be fun. Yes. You're not married for a reason yet because you literally just get to do all the fun things without having the financial burdens, without having the legal implications. You're literally just choosing to be be with a person. It's supposed to be It's so awesome. Yeah. So if, if you're already having these issues issues and just these stupid issues based on your sin yes that you've committed to Mm -hmm. and i'm sorry i'm not trying to like push buttons i'm just saying this because this has been my past yes if you're playing into 
a relationship that's solely based on you running from the plan of God, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. It might work until you put a ring on it, but putting a ring on it doesn't change anything. Mm -mm. Having a child does not change anything. Mm -mm. It does not change their patterns. It simply might change their potential Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on a good day. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to ask a question that I have the answers to, but just maybe this is something you guys are going in your head of like, okay, well, I feel really in tune with like what I want, like, you know, what God wants for me. I feel like I'm ready for a relationship, but there is this person in my life that I just find their potential so attractive. Like, I just find that like, there's, they're not far from reaching their potential. Like they're so close. Like, how do I, like, what do I do in that situation? Um, I have some questions that I just, or some answers that I wanted to give for you guys. Like basically why do sometimes we seek out people with potential? Why Mm -hmm. is that? Mm -hmm. Number one, it fills a void in our own heart. There's something about us and this is coming from a private perspective and personal experiences in my past relationships, but there's something that we have that the other person doesn't that we're like, well, I need them to have this. So maybe by hanging out with them and maybe by committing to them, they'll step into that, mm, right? Yeah. The second thing, it makes us feel like we're offering something to their life. It makes us feel like we have this like fix. We have this remedy that we can be like, oh, well, I know what's going to cure you or I know what's going to do this. And that takes all the power from a- away from the transformation of God in their hearts. Yeah. By assuming that you have the answer to their idolization or that you have an answer to their you know, self-destructive behavior, you're just somehow going to fix them, then they're always going to need you. They're never going to need God. They're going to need you. And that is when we create codependent relationships. Mm -hmm. When you have the answer for someone and then you enter in a relationship with them, you will always be the person that you are their lifeline. The moment you try to leave, and again, this is coming from a past thing. I, you know, not disclosing any personal information here, but I was in a relationship with, um, you know, some, some mental health issues and they didn't necessarily go about it in coping in the correct way. And so I felt like, wow, I'm like, I'm his happiness. Like I'm his source of, of worth and all these things. And what a the, burden. What a burden. But in the moment, it's so amazing because you're feeling so, you're, like, I'm you're so affirmed. I'm yeah. important. I'm bringing love to this person's life. And then the moment you actually go through hardship and you question and you realize maybe this isn't the person that was meant for me. When you want, try to step away you feel like you're leaving that person broken, more broken than when you found them. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of relationships is if it doesn't work out, you want to leave that person better than you found them. So that way yeah. they go into their next relationship. It's not a hostile conversation about their past. It's no, you know what? I was in a relationship with this person and they taught me this. Um, so we just need to make sure that we never go into a relationship assuming that we are going to fix that person. Mm-hmm. That's not what a relationship is designed to do. No. Um, no. And last, but do you have something to say there? One thing yeah. is that um, if you honestly, and I'm, no one would say I'm trying to fix this person, mm-hmm. but that's shown through action. Absolutely. And that's shown through only having an identity in dating someone. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You're fixing someone. Yeah. Um, so if you are constantly trying to fix someone, you hold a God complex of yourself. Yes. You are trying to be your own God. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm blatantly you are trying to be your own god because Mm -hmm. if you're trying to fix someone else what does that say about your relationship with the lord yeah because then you would just fix yourself yeah and then you don't truly know how beautiful divine healing is because you're not giving god the opportunity to do it in anyone in your life if you're trying to be the solution to their issues exactly exactly and i'm not i'm not trying to come on here and say you know if if you have an uh, as you know inkling of something in your relationship that might go wrong it's not going to work because oh, you did this oh absolutely i'm not, not. saying your relationship has that <laughs> i think the lord can redeem and make new anything that he wants 
But he's not going to do that unless you both start yes. showing patterns mm-hmm. and surrendering yes. to the Lord. He's not just going to snap his fingers and make your relationship right so you can tell this great story to your grandkids. Yeah. No, it's done through intentionality. It's done through premarital mm-hmm. counseling. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. done through getting around people. One of um, a trusted mentor in my life, she, I'm not going to say her name, but she married someone who was an atheist when she was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it takes much to say why that could be a recipe for disaster. Right. The Lord completely restored their marriage. Wow. And brought him on his knees. And they are just such an on-fire couple for That's the amazing. Lord. That was done through so much submission mm-hmm. and so much trust and stop trying to fix each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm just here to say your relationship will not change a bit unless you start in that surrender and look for those patterns. Um, that's all I have to say. I love and, that. And I love that. Concluding what you said. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I was going to share something, but it's a little long, so I think I'm actually going to withhold. Okay. But um, And then the last thing that I just think it chalks up to is that we've just lost sight of our true worth. We assume that we can just settle and that happiness is going to be in sharing a part of our life with someone. Um, don't get me wrong. If it's the right person, it brings you so much joy. I read this quote. It's like, the one choice that we have in life is the person we choose to marry. And if you get that decision right, everything around you can go wrong. And yes, it's going to be shaky. Yes, it's going to be rocky. But the one like relationship in your life that matters is the marriage Mm -hmm. is your the relationship you Mm -hmm. you choose to enter when you get married but if you get that wrong everything around you could be right and you could just be destroyed um and so i think that's what's really happening is like and i did this for so long is like you just see someone and you assume that their heart is so fixable and that you can just come in and just help them and you assume that that's love right Mm -hmm. you assume that you have all the problem answers to their problems um and that that's your person and you're you're settling you're settling and i know that's hard to hear because again these are i'm i have been through this before like i've lit my friends have said so many things about my past relationships my friends in high school my family ashley are you sure yes i'm sure you get so defensive if you get defensive this is gonna feel i'm so sorry to call this out but i and i i understand this episode has been a little bit like pointing fingers like if you're feeling this way then that means this i get that there are all types of conditions of relationships. Yeah. You know your relationship more than Sydney and I do. So take this with a grain of salt. But if you find yourself getting defensive or getting on edge when people ask you about your relationship Ooh. or you find your friends coming to you and saying like, hey, I, I see this and like I mean this with love, but you know, it's not, this doesn't seem like the place you need to be. And you find yourself getting angry and getting upset. I, I don't think think it's the relationship for you Mm -mm. because you should want to like share things about your relationship you should want to say like yeah you know what this is a point of contingency for us but like we're working through it in this way or you know we're doing this Mm -hmm. to to better ourselves for each other and so if you just find yourself constantly trying to defend your partner um I just I don't think it's I don't think it's the healthiest relationship I love that you said that Mm -hmm. and I I know this could go down the jab fingers type thing. Yeah, and for, I don't intend to do that, but, but it's important honestly, to know. Honestly, as someone that, you know, loves you mm-hmm. and would tell you those hard things if I saw them, yeah. then I would do that for all of these brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Listening. And honestly, like the Lord convicts us of certain mm-hmm. things and I think he gave us a responsibility yeah. to, you know, guide our friends out of the fire. Yes. And um sometimes it could sting and it can mm-hmm. hurt because we're touching their wounds. Yeah. But 
it's so important to to name hey I know you're hopeful mm-hmm. and I love that you're being hopeful about this mm-hmm. and I love that you're like seeing the best in this person yes. but when you get to a point of trying to fix someone mm-hmm. that's from a ultimately a place of pride it is it is and it's a savior complex yeah there's only one savior and he's already been on this earth so let him do the work he came to do and let him do the work and honestly if if you're if you are insecure in the relationship you're in to think i have to stay in this because i'll never find someone Mm -hmm. that's not this person that's such a lie you're not ready to date Mm -mm. you're not ready to date you need to be single and go you know i can see this sea of men and I know that God's got someone in there yep. for me. And it can be any of them. Yeah. But I'm working on myself. Yes. I'm confident in who I am. Uh-huh. I'm cultivating my patterns. And if you can't do that within one little relationship that's not going the way that you expected it to because you were looking at potential, mm-hmm. you are not ready to date, my friend. No. I want to retract my statement a little bit. I don't want to say that that doesn't mean the relationship isn't for you because I think Sydney just brought up a good point. Like... I think maybe what that means is it's time to open up yourself to your true feelings. And if you are in a serious relationship with a person, you can't keep things from them. They're Mm going to know when things are off. That means it's time for you to have those deep conversations about, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't see you making any sort of change. I don't see you trying to better yourself in any sort of way in areas X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. I can't be like, I can't, I can't be in a relationship that prior that when my partner prioritizes sex I can't be in a relationship when my partner is idolizing you know getting drunk every single night like if those are problems in your relationship those aren't things that God can't fix he can right right. but you need to make sure that you are bringing that to your partner and making them aware of those things and give them the opportunity to change that and if they don't that's when it's time to get out totally because if your partner you know I'm I don't know when these relationships started you know, I would hope that those things are worked through before you get in a relationship. But if you feel like these things are salvageable and you feel that God can transform them, give them the opportunity to call them out, give them that truth and that grace, but make sure that they do something to change it. Yeah. Just make sure. Because again, it's the patterns that show that there's action, that there's interest in being better mm-hmm. and that they're not just sitting complacently and letting you love them stagnantly while they are struggling and self-destructing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I want to ask like one question yeah. of you mm-hmm. and then let's let's um let's tweak this conversation towards like the More. exciting yes, parts some of hope. <laughs> why when you look for patterns it's beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. And you're experiencing that right yeah. now. You have that fruit in your life. I and do. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about I would love that to. if you want to. Oh, I'd love to. But um the last thing I want to do is is I want people to leave with this mm-hmm. thinking, you know, if there's anyone that's like gosh, I feel convicted. Gosh, it's been coming. I know that I should probably break up with this person, but I have no idea how to. Um, So like, (laughs) here's a case study. Yeah. (laughs) Like um, the guy, he um, had a past with um, sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And um, you've made it clear, you being like the girl, Mm -hmm. you being clear that, you know, this is not something I'm going to entertain with you. I'm going to stay abstinent till marriage. Um, and you've been pressuring me, like, how can we work through that? Mm-hmm. And he gives you these sweet nothings. Oh, sure, like, whatever. I'll just try to, like, contain it more, whatever. And then it keeps happening, it keeps happening. And you've just hit a wall where you're like, I have to end this. How would you say that? What would you do? That's great. Um, I mean, I think we're going to be talking about that. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the month, we have an episode that we're going to prepare for you guys about when do I know when it's time to end things. But in this specific instance, when... When you, you're seeing... Yes, you've seen boundaries clearly broken. 
Um, obviously, I would hope and be under the intention that you have had those conversations. I think it'd be one thing to consistently partake in sex, consistently, you know, have those most moments. And then one day be like, oh, just kidding. Like, we had sex. I'm going to break up with him. Because then I think, well, you never put that out on the table. You need to make sure that that's a clear thing that you've communicated before, mm-hmm. which in this instance, mm-hmm. this girl has. Um, I think the best course of action would be to sit down and be like, hey, you know what? I have really enjoyed our relationship but I am struggling so deeply in this regard that I really just don't know how I'm going to be able to come back from it like I feel that I've communicated several times that you know I I'm weak in that area because obviously again it takes two to tango if you're in those moments unless this is an abusive relationship which I'm not going to talk about because I don't know if I have the capabilities Mm -hmm. to speak about that Mm -hmm. unless this is an abusive relationship this is a consensual action and so I think there is also maybe an area of ownership to be like I understand that I may not have been strong enough in those moments to Mm -hmm. to say no Mm -hmm. but again that's because that's an area of weakness for me and you being my partner I need you to know that and like if this is an area of weakness for both of us then both of us need to be strong enough to not lead each other into those moments Mm -hmm. and I just feel that consistently like both of our weaknesses are just bringing each other down and I don't know if you felt the same conviction but I have felt it and I just feel that it is creating a huge divide emotionally between us and I just think that at that point at this point it's gotten too we've gotten too emotionally distant that I can't keep continuing to entertain any part of our relationship because the sexual part of our relationship has exacerbated over our emotionals yeah that's something I mean that's more of a conversation answer but I mean, I can't imagine it being easy, but the idea is that weaknesses, our weaknesses are supposed to be complemented by our partner's strengths. I've told you that a billion times. Like, so if you're both have the same weakness, if both of you struggle with indulging in sex, like, and you're both entering into those spaces, knowing that neither of you are going to have the willpower to pull away from it. I just think, A, you're both setting each other up for failure. We can't, I mean, you know. Yep out of sight out of mind in my opinion like if you know something's off the table it's never an option for you yeah and so don't don't lead each other into those spaces and if you find yourself consistently being led into that he's initiating it all the time yeah is he really with you for the woman you are or is he with you for the intimate moments that you share in bed yeah yeah snaps for that that was great thank you um so we kind of got through like the fire of Oh, but let's get into the happy. Yay! I love the happy. (laughs) Um, Tell me about what a relationship could look like when you date with pattern and not potential. Absolutely. Um, I think something that is really important to know is, um, and this is a question that I would honestly encourage a lot of listeners who might have either just entered a relationship or listeners who are talking or whatever the dating phrases are these days. I act like I'm like 50 and I don't know dating (laughs) terms. I do, but I just, they're just like, talking we're seeing each other I'm like I don't know what that means um wherever you might be one question that I would love to hear listeners ask and maybe if you want to like message me the answers that you get or the answers you give um something that I heard and something that I also asked was um this idea of who were you in your last relationship who are you and how are you not that person anymore like what did your last relationship teach you that you didn't want to bring into our relationship. Mm, that's cool. And those types of answers and those questions can really foster like an, a series of conversations mm-hmm. within itself. Um, because what I, that shows is it shows that their last relationship, that they didn't just, whatever, however it ended, whether it was mutual, whether they got dumped, whether they broke up with someone, there's always something that 
probably went wrong that they mm-hmm. needed to learn from and then kind of rise to the next step before they got in their next relationship. Um, and so asking that question, I feel like really opens up your partner for like introspection on, wow, okay, like what have I changed about myself since my last relationship? How have I worked on myself? How have I let God work on me and kind of break down some walls? Um, and so I think learning, like seeing their patterns through their past relationships and seeing them like kind of almost in, as you're asking them this, they kind of like visually are like thinking back to mm-hmm. and just seeing them like introspectively answer that question is something that I think is a really good starting place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just patterns and learning their stories. Again, I mentioned this. You can't see who someone truly is if they're far from you. Yeah. You need to spend time with them. You need to see them do the mundane things. You need to see them like in the grocery store. Like how are they interacting with the cashier? Like these yeah. things of just like how do they treat people? Um, and then obviously once the relationship progresses a little bit and you get a little bit deeper, that's when you really start to like hear about like the struggles of their sin, the struggles of their past, the things that they've really overindulged in and things that they've tried to like not overindulge in anymore. Um, and so again, it, it never negating what they have, where they have been, because God brings people from the darkest of places into the lightest of places. Um, so don't negate what someone has been through, but just really try to see if you've seen an actual change in their heart, or if you just see them telling you that they've changed. Um, and again, that's something that I wish I could give you a list by list thing of what that looks like, but every person carries themselves differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and so changes that I've made that I've showed to Aiden have don't look the same as like changes that he's shown to me, if that makes sense. Like, we both show each other that in different ways because we're different people. Um, So I wish I had like a more practical answer to give our listeners of like, how do I find patterns? Um, But the only way you can really know patterns is if you know someone's heart. And the only way you get to know someone's heart is by intentionally inspecting and like looking at the way they carry themselves and live their life. Can I answer that question for you? Answer it for me. From what I've observed in your relationship? Yeah. You guys show pattern in how church is a non-negotiable on sunday oh yeah you have shown pattern in your importance for community outside mm-hmm. of just your relationship yes you guys have shown pattern wow, in Cindy, thank you the ways that you both respect each other mm-hmm. and how aiden courts you mm-hmm. that is consistent yeah, every is. time that like we hung out one time with with aiden and i was like damn this boy's opening the door <laughs> every time you every get out time. of the car i mentioned that in last week's episode he like gets mad at me he's like what did you just do? Because I'll get in the car. And I'm like, what? And he's like, Ashley. And I'm like, oh, I forget. Like, I've done it for so long. And again, that's so small. Like, that's so not what our relationship but is built on. Pattern. But it's a pattern. It's every time. And I thank you for calling that. I didn't even like, it's so funny when you're in a relationship, you forget like, wow, how do we actually like embody that? But one thing that is super important to both of us is like, yes, this relationship is super important and it's fruitful and we've been praying for it for so long and like God is moving in such beautiful ways. But we were individuals before this relationship. Mm -hmm. We had friendships of our own before this and like those are things that make us who we are. My friends, these girls, my roommates, Sophia, my family, those are all people that poured into me before I even knew who Aiden was. Aiden has had those, those same people in his life that have done the same things for him and like it's so cool to be able to just know that like we still pour into those friendships. This relationship is not our everything. God's our everything. And the people that God has given us are our everything. I yeah. mean, that is each other as well. Um, but thank you for saying that. Yeah, I love course. it. I of love course. it. And yeah, just, I mean, it's so special to like go to church with someone that you love. Like it is the most amazing thing. Um, and to just talk about, to, like faith needs to be I'm sorry. If you're listening to this podcast, I assume that you love Jesus. Like, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? If you don't, that's t- 
you know that's fine that's fine um but in any relationship that is going to be god honoring you need to love jesus more than you love your partner that's mm-hmm. just that's what it point blank period um yeah. and so it's just so cool to be able to like actually like live that out right now yeah um and so yeah, yeah. i get so smiley when i talk uh, about it well Thank you're you. like your relationship is such a model for me and a standard oh, that like you know i deserve someone that's gonna open the door mm-hmm. for me i don't need to sell myself short no. i don't need to entertain one guy no. that comes up to me and you know wants to entertain something like yeah i'm gonna be selective and like i've seen how you've been selective yeah. and um this pattern is so important yeah. and you know like you said sometimes when you're in it it's hard to see it's very yeah but I see so many patterns within you guys. So yeah, thank you. I look up to that. And I'm waiting for him. He's out there oh, somewhere. Oh, he's but... out there. He's out there. He's probably listening <laughs> to this right now. He's like, she's so smart and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, she is. Um, you better treat her right. Anyway, so <laughs> uh, my, my last thought mm-hmm. is that, you know, we I'm so I'm so sorry if you are in one or have experienced a relationship mm-hmm. that absolutely crashed and burned. Yeah because of your decision mm-hmm. to base your relationship off of their yeah. potential and not their pattern. I'm so sorry. And yeah. I know the pain that that brings. Yeah, and we empathize with that. And like, then, breakups are not, whether it's been years or it's been a day, I don't care where you're at. If you are still experiencing mm-hmm. mourning of a relationship, God sees you in that. Yeah. He sees that struggle. He's going to tend to that and, and heal you from that. Um, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just No, no, no. You're so good. And it's it's a real pain Mm -hmm. and sometimes you even leave just feeling like a failure yeah and i want to take that failure pressure off of you and leave you with this is that the difference between the enemy Mm -hmm. and god is that the enemy will over promise and under deliver while god will promise and over deliver yeah so I'll say wow. that one more time. The difference between the enemy and God is that the enemy overpromises and underdelivers, while God overpromises mm-hmm. and overdelivers. What I mean by that is that when you follow the promises of the yeah. enemy, and when you're close to God, they're very apparent when yep. it's the promise of the enemy, and you yep. can name it easy. Get close with the Lord, and you'll realize that when the enemy overpromises, he will always underdeliver. Yeah. Because the gate's wide open, but it doesn't mean it's going to a good place. Mm-mm. When you pour into the promises that God has, yeah. he's going to shower you with blessing. That's so good. He's going to absolutely saturate your life with yes. something amazing. And it won't be hard. It won't yeah. be complicated. Be- yeah. It's, yeah. You, you're on a pilgrimage with another person, mm-hmm. ultimately, to the kingdom and that's how it should be. It shouldn't be one person's ahead of the other. No. Oh, one person's slipping off the cliff and I have to pull them back up. Oh, I can't talk to anyone about our relationship because there's nothing to say because it's all sex. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's a reality. Yeah. That's that's a reality for a lot of people. So just refine the desire of your heart. Mm-hmm. Refine the desire to be, I want to be so close with the Lord. I want to fall in love with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I want to cultivate a pattern within myself yeah. to open my Bible every single morning because that's where I'm going to find salvation. That's where I'm going to find fruit. And ultimately when I'm on this pilgrimage, someone else is going to join me Mm -hmm. with the same morals and the same beliefs and the same patterns. Absolutely. And that's attainable for anyone. You know, like we've said before, the Lord does not promise marriage, but he will promise fruit in your life. If Mm -hmm. you tend to the soil that he puts in your life. I love that. So just, just, mm, I just can't stress it enough. I love press, that. Press into him. You know, water your 
flowers and like just mm-hmm. get in scripture because get in scripture your life is going to change and you're not going to have to be dependent on mm-hmm. having a boyfriend or a girlfriend no. to be happy yes we've said Period. it a billion times but it's the moment you find someone with your cup full your cup runneth over when they enter yep. but if god forbid something happens to that person whether you break up, something happens to them, they lose their life. Your cup, yes, there's mourning and there's brokenness there and there's devastation, yeah. but your cup was full to begin with. Yep. Get your cup yep. full before you enter someone with someone else because they will not be able as a human being to fill up the cup, fill up your cup themselves. Exactly. My brain just farted when I said that, but it's okay. No, no, I heard um, you. I think that's a great place to leave. So good. Yeah. Uh, I feel uplifted. I feel uplifted. And I hope if you had any point of this that you're just like, I don't agree with that. Or if you felt very convicted and it was uncomfortable and you're angry with us, text us, message us. Let's go through that together. Like we, again, we talk about it all the time, but we won't deliver this truth unless we have grace for you too, because we've been there. So please reach out to us. We love you guys. And we are here to talk about whatever it may be. If you, like I said, if you're angry with us, that's okay. That's okay. I might have been angry listening to this at 17, 18, 21, actually. I'm going to be, within the past seven months, I probably would, past year, I probably would have been mad at Uh this. So I get that. But yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know for a fact that I was angry with my parents when they weren't in full support of me and this guy. Of course. You know, so we get it. But if this is all from a place of experience and and love, it seriously is. And, And we wouldn't have anything to say this podcast would not be an hour long if we mm-hmm. didn't have firsthand experience the best part about this, this is is before this episode we were like we've done such like big like long episodes the past few weeks like if this one isn't super long or like you know profound if we just have one thing to say then it, that's that's okay and now here we are a minute and five <laughs> a minute an hour and five minutes later and i just feel like yeah. everything we said was i hope that that resonated with you guys yeah. i really hope that you have something to take away from this and know that we are rooting you on i hope the relationship you're in right now flourishes and thrives i there is nothing that god will not be able to bring the both of you from that is a true fact um but just check what you're being brought from and make sure that it's something that is salvageable and not something that is going to be so wreaked on by the enemy that's going to just bring you both down Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah can i pray us out please um hold my hand hold my hand girl Jesus, we are so thankful that you overpromise and you overdeliver. Mm-hmm. And I think it is hard to grasp that until we've experienced it. And I just want to pray for anyone listening to this that if they have if they have not experienced the abundance of your love and the fruit that you add to our lives, um, then just put a conviction of surrender in their yes. hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, because through surrender comes that fruit. Absolutely. Um, through that refinement Mm -hmm. and um, picking off of the dead leaves of the Mm -hmm. tree that is our life comes true life and true fulfillment Mm -hmm. you know you saved us by grace through faith and can we you know so gracefully have this faith that you are ultimately the king of our lives Um, not another person yes the king of our life is not our boyfriend Mm -hmm. but it is you Um, to put relationship with you first is far more important than our spouse, mm-hmm. than our boyfriend, than our uh, than our platonic friends. And um, I'm just so thankful for Ashley and the insight that she's been able to give me mm-hmm. through firsthand relationship now and um, just keeping my eyes fixated on you mm-hmm. and keeping my eyes fixated on how to help girls that may be going through the same thing that mm-hmm. I've gone through. 
um, or just to save them from that heartache, to save them from that experience, because you don't always have to have a terrible experience to experience something good and no. to gain wisdom. Mm-hmm. I Ultimately, I don't want anyone to have to go through heartbreak. Mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to be cheated on. No. I don't want anyone to be in an abusive relationship. And, and this is solely for the purpose of uplifting your name and to draw people towards mm-hmm. healthy boundaries and um, just healthy patterns in yes. their life. And Lord, I just, I give you all the glory through all of this wisdom and, and just refining me and pulling me out of such a dark place, mm-hmm. which was relational trauma of my past. And I'm sure for Ashley's as well. Yes. And um, Lord, we love you. We love who you are. We love who you say you are. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Yay! Yay! Okay. <laughs> we just like harmonized Ashley, our yay. Ashley just looked at me with jazz hands and went, yay! <laughs> Okay, wait. I have to tell a story real quick. Anyone that doesn't like know me and you're just like, oh, she's just a reclaimed podcaster. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to call myself out for a second. I was a thespian back in the day. I did musical theater. We were playing Cards Against Humanity a few weeks ago and this card came up and I literally was like, there is no way that that is true. It literally said, what is a girl's best friend? And the first card that I got was vigorous jazz hands. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to leave you guys with that. So imagine oh. your podcast host vigorously jazz handing. So if you're like on the five heading down to the city or home <laughs> right now, drop your wheel, shake your hands. Um, give your traffic friends a little show. Give the Lord a little jazz hand action. Um, don't worry about an accident because the Lord will direct yeah. your vehicle. Happy National Jazz Hand Day, February 3rd. I just made it yeah. up. And Women's Physicians Day. We love you guys. Love you guys. See you Bye. next week.